And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Infinity. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another We Are Me podcast with Davy Respin and Mickey Brennan. And Davy, I suppose it's become a thing now these days that at the start of the podcast we always introduce a couple of visitors to the podcast as well. Um, and uh, these guys, you, you know them fairly well, they're just from just out the road from you in Drumbara. Yeah, these lads had to uh, pass a number of, um, I suppose rules and regulations to get into this Zoom chat, Mickey, but no, they're not the worst of them, to be fair. Um, great to have a few Drumbara men on with us this, this evening. Yeah, of course, we have uh, DJ Carey from Drumbara and we have Barry Monaghan from Cavan, I believe. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What's the... man living in Cavan, Mickey. What's, 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 what's the connection with Cavan, Barry? Just, uh, just to fill us in. Cheap um, side. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Couldn't get planned my own bottle of cheap side here. That was it. <laughs> fancy. Ah, <laughs> uh, look, you know, there's there's, there's nothing wrong with it either, so there's not. And uh, if you're bringing up, do what I did, just bring that footballing, uh, f- footballing ability up to Cavan and spread it with them, and let them have have their uh, their little day in the sun and whatever. But uh, we're always doing our bit. As, as mead men, we're always trying to spread the love. But the reason why we have two Drumbarra men on our podcast here this evening is because uh, Drumbarra are going to be doing uh, an Easter challenge. They're calling it the 4 by 4 by 48 Easter challenge. And I suppose we'll go to DJ first. DJ, where did the idea come from uh, for this challenge? The idea actually came from, we were talking before Christmas and we was just... Uh, it was a, a team thing. And we were just talking about things we wanted to do over the year. And one of was a fundraiser. And it was just thrown up into the WhatsApp last week. Like we're doing these things every week, just doing little challenges and all between ourselves and all these things. But uh, it was thrown up last week, just a 4448. And it was a David Goggins challenge. And uh, it was Queevee, actually. He just said, so was anyone interested in doing it? And I just, asked, I just said it to the lads. And I was expecting maybe three or four to do it at the most, you know. But uh, the response has been brilliant. The response has been brilliant. Just explain to us what the 4 by 4 by 48 is. 4 by 4 by 48, it's 4 mile every 4 hours, 48 hours. So basically, it'll be 48 of 48 mile altogether over 48 hours. Mm-hmm. But uh, look, it's uncharted territory. There's no doubt about it. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting, absolutely. Yeah, and Barry, I suppose... Uh, if you can tell us who or why is are going to be doing the the um, this challenge? Yeah, um, look, as DJ was saying there, I was it was uh, kind of kickstarted there last week, and 
it, it sprouted legs and ran literally uh, very quickly. <laughs> um, and it, it just, just came up that uh, if we are going to do it, maybe we do it for uh, for a charity in particular. And it was thrown out there. And uh, DJ came back with um, Autism Ireland as a charity that is close to his heart and is close to mine as well. I work in a autistic unit in a in a attached to a mainstream school here in Muller, in Cavan. Uh, I see uh, every day the issues that um, families with children with autism have. And uh, as soon as DJ said it, I w- w- wouldn't take any an- any other answer only than we're doing it for Autism Ireland. It's a brilliant, uh, brilliant organisation. As I say, I see it every day. I see the benefits of it to families that have um, kids with, with autism. And um, I couldn't be happier than to, to be part of this now because because it's attached to Autism Ireland. Yeah, and, and you have set yourselves a target of raising 10,000 for the Irish Society of Autism Ireland. And um, how can people get involved? How can people donate? Or where could they go to, to help out if, if needs be? Like there's 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 the Facebook pages and there's Twitter pages and Instagram pages and all, but uh, the phone numbers and all of that. If you want to get in contact with me, just to get involved, like it's it's open to everybody. Like it is, it's open to everyone. That's why we wanted to call it the Four Me Four Forty Eight Challenge. We didn't want to call it necessarily just got to do it at our club. We wanted to call it because we want everyone to be able to do it. We want to try to get as much as we can. We want to try to get as much funds as we can raise for the charity. So that's why we called it the Four Me Four Forty Eight Challenge Easter Challenge. Yeah. So, Get everybody involved. So look, it you don't necessarily even have to get in, in contact with me. If you just want to just do it, do it and uh just record yourself and throw it up on the page then. But it's uh like uh, there's a GoFundMe uh, uh, thing on all the Facebook pages, Instagram pages and Twitter pages. So if you want to help out that way, then yeah. uh, this so what you're saying then, DJ, is that this is not just for, we'll say, a group of lads in 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 in, in Drumbarra doing four mile for 48 hours. This is open to everybody out there to get involved and, and do their four miles. Oh, absolutely. That's that's the idea. That's what we were talking about. We said a couple of lads that were just uh, organised the same. We didn't want it just to be set for 18 lads or, the, or whoever's doing it. You know, we wanted everyone to get involved. We wanted everyone to get involved because we wanted to get... As much, it's all about trying to get it out there, you know, trying to get it out there. That, that it's not that it's a forgotten issue, but it isn't a forgotten issue. There's a lot of good work that goes into the charities, and a lot of good people working. I see it firsthand all the time, and obviously, the other side there was like the schools and all that crap. But it's a, it's a great charity, and I just try to get as much awareness as possible to it. That's why we want everyone to get involved as much as possible, you know. DJ, how do you? go about preparing for such a challenge because it's not your stereotypical oh we go out and run 5k today and we'll do the same tomorrow it's actually even the mental side of it like to try and get a bit of rest in between over the 48 hours how do you go about that I'll, I'll tell you what Davey if someone says yeah I, I look at it, it's kind of like doing two half marathons or whatever it is like two full marathons mm. if someone says yeah you have to go and do two or three hours straight you go and do your two or three hours straight but having to go home yeah. eat Try to get your two hours sleep, get up, have to do it again. You know, and, and actually, you know, to be honest with you, I'm not sure. Like, we're doing our training, we're trying to get a lot. Like, <laughs> try to go out at two o'clock and try to go out at six o'clock. But, like, you know, I don't think I can compare you for it. Like, and there's no point listening to David Goggins because, like, you can't compare 
Barry, I thought he was going to say there's no point listed to Barry Monaghan, but <laughs> are, are, are you, you're obviously planned on taking part as well as the, the few footballers will say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, my running days are over with a couple of dodgy knees now, but uh, uh, like, like a lot of people have been out walking and everything for the last well year at this stage due to COVID and everything. Spend a lot of time walking and uh, it's, it's the kind of thing, once it was thrown out, I thought, geez, I'd love to try that, you know, and I just can now, I hope the body will, will hold up, but, but I, I, I won't be running it, I'll be walking it. Um, we're all trying, we're all doing it remotely, so obviously we can't get together as a group to do it. So, I, you know, we're looking for um, uh, loops from our houses and to the to the meter if we can so uh, we're not doing anything that we don't have to do because we'll have to save as much for the legs for the the, the grave, graveyard shifts and all that crack and um, like when you start at 8 o'clock on Good Friday evening um, it doesn't seem just by saying you know 4 o'clock Easter Sunday afternoon doesn't sound that far but when you're not getting much sleep and you have to try and plan all things and going through the night and we'll be going at 8-12-4 uh, 8-12-4 that's kind of the the hours that we planned that we're going. So, um, yeah, look, at I I went out for uh, a, a semi-trial run Friday evening and uh, I went at four o'clock, I uh, went at eight o'clock and I went at 12 o'clock. And um, four o'clock and 12 o'clock were grand, but when I went out at eight o'clock, there was hailstones, thunder and lightning and everything. And if I managed to do it the other night, uh, I think I managed to get through at least some of it on Easter weekend, but uh, it's a it's a it's a mind over matter thing, really. You know that's what we're going to have to try and do, and we're going to prepare for this. Like I suppose, like the first round of the championship. Do you know how many years did you just play first round of the championship on Easter Sunday, lads? Do you know yourselves? <laughs> and uh, it usually fell that day in in Meath when when the championship was was starting in April, and that's the way we're going to prepare for it. it Will be a different preparation, of course. There won't be a football involved, but lads are going to try and get the proper uh, training in, the proper rest in, the proper nutrition, all that kind of crack, because it is tough on lads at the minute. You know yourselves, they're both footballers, and, and there's so many lad, listeners out there that will be in the same boat that, you know, they're mad to get going doing something. And this is just something to set the mind, I suppose, a uh, different kind of a challenge, different way, but um, just to try and maybe get some sort of preparation for when we do get back on the pitch, you know. That's kind of what's behind the thinking too, you know. DJ, yeah, sorry, oh, yeah. Oh, go on, Davey, I'll come back to you in a second. Go on. Sorry, DJ, I was going to say that I'd say new manager, Cueven King, he's delighted with this because all the boys buying into it and it's sort of nearly doing a lot of the preseason heavy lifting. This is all his madness. He <laughs> is the man who actually threw in the pitch up. But uh, yeah, yeah, look, he'd be delighted. Of course he's delighted, but uh, it's, uh, it is kind of all in preparation too. Yeah, it is all in preparation. It was all like, like I was saying, we were doing all our challenges during the week and it's all kind of... Uh, we're all in different groups and we're all all have our own score we're all putting against each other so there is a bit of that to it as well but uh, yeah it's 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 been a bit of crack like, well, like you know we have a new group there doing that and they can start off with four of us doing it and now there's 17 in our group now and there's six or seven as well that's going to be performed and there's loads doing it it's just we're trying to get as much people as possible to do it you know the more people to do it the more funds we can get and that's basically as well is where we are you know and, and for people out there who want to follow the story and, you know, watch what's happening, are you going to be updating things on your social media as well, DJ? Yeah, 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 actually. We actually threw in a couple of pictures out this morning, so I'm not sure if they're up yet, but there was a couple of lads out this morning, obviously social distancing, of course, but they were all out. There was a couple of us there that uh, we ran out as far as, as coming back in and then uh, 
was a couple out last night as well. Like, they'll be looking, we've been at it the whole time, we've been at it since before Christmas, but in terms of just throwing up on Instagram and all that, Jay, we started this morning, we're keeping everyone updated about it, Jay. And, 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 uh, and on Easter, I was going to say, and on Easter weekend, when you're doing it, we'll be putting out some live feeds maybe from Facebook and the likes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'll be all done. Yeah, it'll be all done. If you get pictures of me at four o'clock in the morning, I don't know what I look like now at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I've seen it. It's not pretty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah well, we, we've, uh, we've a couple of great lads um, uh, in, in the background there. You know, um, with, with anything, there's there's a couple of lads that are going to have to drive any organisation, be it a football team or whatever. And when this was thrown out, you know, in fairness, DJ has been very modest. He, he's he took the bull by the horns himself here, and uh, you know he got a couple of lads on. David McManus, who David, you'd know, you'd have contact with him there. He's PRO at the football club in Drumbara, and the amount of work that man does, and he just does about it so quietly and efficiently. And Sean Caffey's on board now. Mickey, you would know well. Uh, yeah. Two great lads to have in the in the PR side of things, um, and you know, with with any. Uh, organization or sorry any any fundraiser and there's all you know it's not just all about fundraising there's always a cost involved and we have to mention we have four main sponsors which um, are covering the cost of the admin of the uh, fees all that kind of thing and we're absolutely inde- indebted to them um dad cycle is one of them it's a, a charity that they run every year it's all extra Barra players um headed by um our ex-player and ex-chairman Frankie Lynch, um, they, they're one of them. Park Ree and Kells is another of our main sponsors. Tire Max and the McManus family, synonymous with Trumbara again, fabulous local business. They're one of our main sponsors. And uh, uh, Carry Construction, another name, you know, anyone talks about Trumbara, the first thing they'll ask you, how many carries are on the team, you know? <laughs> and the Carry Construction uh, are synonymous to Trumbara, the great football and family. We're delighted to have them on board and, all the uh, sponsors on board and like anything you know like putting jerseys in your back with a football team or whatever it is you know you need your sponsors and and we're so grateful to, to have those four as main sponsors of this event yeah just, just, just on that like we're, like we're open open up for like for fresh sponsorship of course everyone's going to try to get their donations in but just get that out there we are open for more sponsors yeah, yeah, you, you, you never refuse sponsorship for oh, something exactly. An absolutely brilliant cause, and I, I was actually going to bring your sponsors up next. Um, but you led, you led me into something else. Sean Caffrey is involved, and is Sean planning on running it, or is Sean because if he is planning on running it himself, you'll have to listen to him giving out the whole night. <laughs> as well. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, like, like you said, yeah. I, I actually I actually asked the lad to start off the, the Facebook and the Twitter look. I'm I'm all right with it, the same as any other lad, but in terms of all setting it up and all that, it just wasn't for me. But I had to get someone else involved. It was just too much for Mala. It was just too much for him. So when I asked Sean, there wasn't a hesitation in him. There wasn't a hesitation. He jumped in straight away. Not too sure about running it now. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing a lot of cycling at the minute, Mickey. I don't know. We might leave him on the bike now for this one, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think it'd be better off. I think it'd actually, be better. I off. actually don't want to see Sean Caffrey on a bike beside me. <laughs> <laughs> well, lads, look, we wish you the very best of luck with it. This is an absolutely brilliant, brilliant idea, and it's a brilliant charity as well. And um, it is the Irish Society of Autism. It is Drumbara Emmett's 
4 by 4 by 48 Easter Challenge. It's open to everybody out there. So uh, get involved. If you're not going to do it yourself, don't be afraid to go on and donate. Go on to all of their social media platforms and you'll find the GoFundMe page um, uh, that's part of all their social medias. Lads, Barry, DJ, thanks a million for coming on and we wish you the very best. No problem. Lads, thanks a million. We love what you're doing. You're doing a great job. Kept a lot of people uh, sane during lockdown and everything. Thanks a million. Cheers, Cheers, lads. Thanks a million. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard, County Mead. So, Davey, um, yeah, that was the, like, like, what, that's an absolutely brilliant, brilliant idea by Drumbara. And you know, they've got their work cut out for them, though. Like, that's not going to be easy. No, it's, it's going to be tough. And I was chatting to Jamie Carey over the last couple of days. It was the first point of contact I had with it. And, you know, he said the same as what DJ was saying in terms of, you know, numbers of players. And he, he even was saying, if you know anybody else to kind of wrap in, because I think that goes what DJ was saying. It's, it is a Drumbara thing, but they're not branding it as a Drumbara thing because they want to try and get as many people doing this Um sort of like the darkness into light, you know, and that's kind of where everything like that starts, you know, and if it, if it was successful and I'm sure it will be, it could become a yearly thing, who knows? And it's, it's obviously a great cause. Both of the lads' families have been touched by autism and that, and it really shows the power of the GA that, you know, DJ was on about, worried about, or not worried, but didn't think that many people would jump at the, the idea of it. And then all the lads start rowing in behind it. It's just a classic example of it. But uh, yeah, absolutely super, Mickey. Yeah, it really is. And we really do wish them the very best of luck. I'm really considering doing it myself, Davy, but we'll come back to that. If I say it now that I'm going to do it, uh, you know, I'll, uh, I'll have to do it. But um, I, I'll be supporting it in every way I can. I'll throw them some money and I will. Um, I, I might even think about doing that run. That'll be a really, really um, good incentive uh, for getting back out running and being in Tip top shape come the come the championship, Davy, or come the league if we get a league early. <laughs> yeah, I'd be just worried about that Easter weekend, Mickey. It'd be hard to leave the Easter eggs until four or five o'clock in the evening on Easter Sunday, wouldn't it? <laughs> maybe for you, maybe for you, Davy, maybe for you. You'd be eating them in between it to keep the energy levels up. <laughs> That's it. I'd have to be a diabetic, so I would. Yeah, you know, yeah. I need the sugar levels to be kept up. But uh, um, would you consider doing it yourself, Davy? Jeez, uh, yeah, I suppose I would. Um, <laughs> the spot here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be more inclined to give a bit of sponsorship as well, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, we'll well, see. everybody out there who can donate to it, please do. And uh, it is a fantastic cause. And um, yeah, brilliant. They're looking to raise 10000 for the Irish Society of Autism. Davey, we'll move on anyway, and uh, we'll go to maybe the Club Lotto section. Um, or... Is there something that we, we, we need to speak about before we go to the Lottos? Well, I suppose it'd be wrong of us not to mention the North London Derby, you know, and uh, another <laughs> great win for Arsenal. Um, 
my weekend made. Usually on a Sunday evening, I'm depressed here, but no, thankfully it was a, it was an excellent weekend. We can't talk about Man United because it hasn't happened yet, but that's a big game as well later on. Yeah, I thought maybe when you were about to say that, you know, we can't let it go by without uh, mentioning the fact that the Mead Ladies team won the Mead Chronicle Team of the Year award, which I was absolutely delighted. And I suppose, you know, it was never in question. Was there any other team that you could see winning Team of the Year? Um, although, like, the seniors had a good season, as in we made progress. We got relegated from the league, got to a Leinster final. The Hurlers... And down, nothing really major happened there with them. The Camogues beaten in the semi final, so you know the the miners. You know, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, had the miners got to play their Leinster final, it could have been a different story altogether. Yeah, and they would have had their All Ireland final possibly after that as well. So possibly uh, it could have been a, a choice, but I'm sure the the agreement will be the ladies for 2020 and the miners for 2021. Um, I think that's a fair enough uh, deal. But yeah, no, there's no. Absolutely no question about it. They were by far and away the standout Mead performing team last year. And, uh, you know, the fact that it's still very much fresh in the memories from, you know, late yeah. December, you yeah. know, means it only feels like a couple of weeks ago, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, great, great for them. It's just a pity the awards couldn't take place in their in their traditional format. But great that they were recognised, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And before we do go on to the lottos, we did forget to mention that the Mead GA easiest quiz ever will be taking place again. We just want to remind people next Tuesday night, we're going to be sending out the link to it uh, from this evening Sunday. And it is on this Tuesday. So, sorry, not next Tuesday. This Tuesday, the 16th of uh, March. So do get on to that. As we said, there is a prize on offer. It is more about the crack. Uh, this this quiz and the fact that like we're all in lockdown and whatever and this quiz will be a bit of fun and whatever but there is a prize there is the year subscription to the Loyal Royals podcast um, which we have available there as well and um, you know it's it's a great prize Davey you know like we've we've over 180 podcasts done um, on our Loyal Royals podcast we've got a couple coming out this week coming um, and uh, I think people will be interested in the two that we've got coming up this week yeah, so the first one we have coming up on Tuesday, Mickey, is the Runners and Riders podcast. And I know you're not a big horse racing fan, but I just think it ties in absolutely brilliantly with uh, Cheltenham starting on Tuesday. Our Runners and Riders are going to be the start at the 2021 Mead Club Championship. And we've gone through junior, intermediate and senior meticulously by picking out our winners, relegation, surprise packet, team to struggle, players to watch. It's all there. It's about 45 minutes. To be honest, it's probably one of the best podcasts we've We've recorded in recent times. Um, I, I I was absolutely delighted with it. I don't think some teams would be too delighted by what we said in it. But <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, like we're, we're we're struggling for friends at the moment, so we are throughout the BGA fraternity. I don't think we did ourselves any favors with this one. <laughs> no, and then there's the ones that we did pick are probably going to be cursing us as well because we have to put the case of death on them. So you just can't win in these situations. <laughs> oh, look, yeah, really, but like it was, it was enjoyable and and uh, it was tough because. You know, we did have to make a few tough decisions and you kept me honest on a few of them, so you did, um, where I said, well, it'll be between this and this and whatever. And you says, no, you have to make your decisions. And uh, yeah, there'll be a couple of big names, that uh, big teams that people probably would be surprised that we picked for certain uh, things like relegation or struggling. And uh, then there might be some mediocre teams out there that probably we picked that could go on and win. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, to watch. And if, if, they, if they actually come through and, and the teams that we pick to win, win the championships, you, you could be on a nice little accumulator, say a good, Davey. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very much so. And then uh, Thursday, the other one of our Loyal Royals podcast is going to be Clannard's best 10 since 2010. And they're a club that we we won a few quid in the lotto last week. And we just yeah. as why not? Why not Clannard this week? You know, so um, yeah, Clannard on, on Thursday, another great podcast we, we did, you know, looking back on their best 10 since 2010. I know people in recent years are going to look at it and say, geez, you did done well to pick 10 players from Clannard. When you actually went through it and trawled through the through the yeah. years, they've had three, they've won a junior B in 2011. They've had three, um, two or three junior A semi-finals in the 10 years. Granted, the, the latter stage of the decade hasn't been as good, but they've had some absolutely fantastic players throughout the course of the decade. So that's a really, really good one for our best 10 series. It really is. And, and, and a seamless link, you mentioned the fact that we won a few bob on the Clannard Lotto last week. It's time to go to our Lotto section, Davy. It is indeed. And... Um, not too much in the way of big wins or anything like that. So a lot of the big jackpots continuing to tick on um, this week. Andy Smith in Dunshockland and Royal Gales, they're still going somehow um, with a jackpot capped at 13,000. Their numbers drawn are 9, 10, 19 and 23 from last week. They had five match three winners who all got 40 quid each. Um, their next jackpot takes place Monday night at half eight live on Facebook. Uh, as I said, 13,000. The reserve jackpot is slowly but surely creeping up to the to the 30,000 mark. 8,600 this week. So like whenever they that does go, they have a nice one built up. So it's not going to be a massive drop off to like a thousand or whatever. You know, it's right up there. Um, Manalvi GFC, similar to that, 10,000 jackpot, which it's capped at Monday night. You can play it at Manalvi GFC. And again, they have a reserve built up of 4,300. Navin Amani's. Woohoo! Colin O'Brien was saying we were so, so close to wiping them out last week. Mick. <laughs> um, we had uh, we had three numbers, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. We had two, four and six. And of course, I think we have 26 as our fourth number. And eight was the numbers. The numbers drawn were two, four, six and eight. Somehow that jackpot wasn't won. 14,450 quid. Um, Incredible. Um, their next one takes place on Tuesday night at 8pm, um, which that is their next draw. Um, next one up is Gail Columkill, another big one, 12,000, which it's capped at. It takes place every Thursday night. Uh, my own court at GFC, we had a, oh Jesus, we were terrified on Friday night sitting there and there was three or four people who were really, really close to win it. We would Had that been one, Mickey, we would have given away 21 grand in the last nine weeks, but thankfully it wasn't. So it rolls on to 5,100 this Friday night, uh, live on Facebook at 10pm, courtandga.com to play that one. Um, Kilmainham GFC, 4,800 every Monday night at 10pm. Clannard GFC. Um, another one that we had uh, three match trees in, in last week and we got 30 quid for our troubles there. Um, every Monday night live on Facebook at 8pm, 4,700 of a jackpot. Oldcastle GFC, it's another one that's rising gradually by the weeks. Every Wednesday night, 11,200. That one's on Club Force. Uh, Blackhall Gales, 4,800. Theirs is every second Monday, so theirs isn't until Monday week, which is the 22nd of March. Uh, Minolte GFC, still the biggest in the county, but Navanomahanis are catching up on it slowly but surely because Minalti's is obviously paused or capped at 15,000. It takes place tonight, Sunday at 9pm. You can play that one at Club Force. And the last one on my list is Balanabraki. Uh, 5,500 of a jackpot, including bonus ball. Their draw takes place every Monday night at 9pm. Again, you can play that one with Club Force. Yeah, I have two in. I have the Simonson one. The results from last Friday night was no winner. Lucky dips were Harry Dunn, Sean O'Connor and Colin Farrell. And um, the draw takes place every Friday night. It's capped at €5,000. 
And uh, if it, if it's not one, there's three lucky dips pulled out. Uh, from Declan Kinsella in uh, Centralstown, their lotto is at 9,000. It has just crept up nicely over the last uh, number of weeks. And the next one is 15th of March. Uh, that's Monday the 15th. Draw takes place every Monday night, just to let you know. And if it's not one, there's five lucky dips pulled out. The maximum jackpot will be 10,000 and it reverts back to 1,000 if it's one. The lotto can be done on their smart lotto account. So go on to any of their uh, social media accounts and I'm sure you'll be able to find the link. But Jesus, Davey, there are some big lottos out there at the moment and all of them are creeping up nicely. Um, like if we can get them all to their max, you know, max amount, like that they're, they're capped, and then we just come in and swoop in and take them all in one in the one weekend. That'd be unbelievable. What We're gradually f- getting closer and closer, Mickey, by uh, by by the night. Uh, sorry, one more as well, and it's literally just come in this minute from Trumbara GFC. So they've probably said, "Geez, the lads are recording. Get the lotto in now and get onto them." Uh, Every Monday night, live at nine on Drums TV. Tomorrow's jackpot is two grand on the button. So uh, that's the final one. No more, Mickey. That's it. <laughs> yeah, look, as we say every week, um, support your clubs by doing their club lottos. It's a great way for the clubs to make a few bob. And, um, you know, if you, you see there's some massive, massive jackpots out there if you want to support some other clubs out there as well and try and get your... Uh, get get a piece of the pie maybe and uh, win a nice little jackpot for yourself go on to any of their social media pages and you will be able to sign up for their lottos Lush beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches at Husqvarna we have the perfect solution silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn replacing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower smart home compatible and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automore from your phone. Automore also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automore dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard, County Mead. David, we will finish up with our Instagram interactive. Have we had much Instagram this week? I'd say you probably got loads of Instagram interaction about the, the Arsenal game uh, in the local uh, derby, the, the London derby. Yeah, well, that's only gradually feeding in, Mickey. So it'll probably be tomorrow again. I could properly report on that. The one thing I'd say about this week's Instagram is it might be low on quality, quantity, but it's very high on quality. Um, and the first one is from Peter Duffy, an ever-present contributor to our Instagram interactive. And he wants to know what's seen more on Twitter, Mickey fighting or Davey trying to get Woodsy um, and Fallon Sherrock uh, to see him. <laughs> Do you know what? He's, uh, he's, obviously, he's obviously hurt. You know, the last few weeks, we've probably come down a little bit hard on, on the old Duffer. Um, you know, but uh, Peter, we're sorry. And, uh, you know, like the reason why he knows that we're about, about your dealings on Twitter and my dealings on Twitter is because we talk about them. So it's probably not even watching us on, or following us on Twitter. But um, yeah, look, there's no need to get nasty, Peter, just because, you know. Just, just because he's not a, not a loyal royal subscriber, is it? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> poor old Pete he, he'll be in the quiz to win it now I'm sure Tuesday night he'll be looking forward and he'll be trying to get a free year subscription to the Loyal Rides podcast 100% and you know um, but like if, if, his, if his finger is as fast as I've seen him moving on the football pitch I think 
I think somebody else will be um, winning that award or winning that uh, prize. Um, Neddy Kirby is next, the Bliver goalkeeper, and he said, was Mickey happy to see Rangers take the 10 in a row off the hoops? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just because I played for Cavan. No, 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 no. You're, you're missing You're missing the... what? Listen to what he said. Ah, oh, the hoops. Yeah. Ah, oh, the hoops, the hoops, the hoops, the hoops. Well, like in fairness, the Rangers journey jersey is a nice jersey. It's blue. <laughs> you know, it's simple. And uh, now, nah, look, um, do you know, I, I, I don't really follow the, the Scottish Premiership. And it doesn't really bother me who wins. I, you know, at the end of the day. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, Sean Caffrey, the aforementioned Sean Caffrey is in. And he wants to know, has Mickey Brennan any tips for Cheltenham? <sighs> Yeah, you're uh, getting absolutely we, bombastic this absolutely, week. Absolutely, yeah. Keep your money in your pocket, um, and uh, don't, don't, don't feed, don't feed the the the, the racing union. That's what I say. Um, actually, do you know what? Right, I, I used to do a little bit. Of, I, no, I'm not, I, I never gamble, but I, I used to do a few bets at Cheltenham and whatever. Now, look, I, my my views on on horse racing have have probably changed over the years and whatever, and I don't like it anymore. But I used to win a few bob at Cheltenham, and I had a little little um, system that I used to do. So I used to wait and see who'd win the first race in Cheltenham. And what I do is I check his form, and then I check the next race and see if any of the other horses had a similar form. And I would bet on all of them. So there could be three or there could be six. And I put a five for each way on all of them if they were outsiders or if they were if they were short odds. I'd put them to win, ten or win, and I used to make money on that. Would you believe? But I had you have you have like you have to be prepared to do the five for each way, the ten like like put sixty euro or seventy euro. On this, this is turning into Mickey. Admit me is a problem, lads. No, I used to do. Yeah, you have to be putting fifty or sixty each way on each race. That's it. That's no, the only ten, way. five or each way on ten or max bet. 60 euro on a race was all. When I was working it, when 60 I, I on a race is all. I, I used to leave the pub and, and all the lads used to do the, the, the gambling or used to do the chatting. And I used to win money at chatting. That's all I'm telling you. you. You can use you can use the information I'm giving you, Davy, or you don't have to. No, I'm, I'm doing all right, Mickey. I'm all right as it is. Um, You're a jelly. Yeah, yeah, and I, I have no problem admitting that. Um, Jelly is in, and he said, possible podcast on the best nicknames in me GA since 2000 or best 10 since 2010. That's a great show. That's unbelievable. That is, Isn't it? Come on, Jelly. Like, why can't Peter Duffy take a, a leaf out of Jelly's book, you know, and, and come up with good ideas instead of coming on here trying to slag me and you, Davey Rispin? <laughs> you can't teach class, Mickey. No, you can't. That's exactly it. Robert Perfield, another man that uh, exudes class, um, he said, is there anything more heartbreaking than passing a locked-up pitch? Oh, yeah. It, 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 like, it, I, I mean, like, I, 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 driving past Simonstown or driving, like, on my, in my job and driving the whole time, driving past any pitches, but, like, ones that are dear to you, driving by and seeing the, the gates closing them, it, it is quite tough. It really is. There must be a good few for you than that you that you drive past that are dear to you. Well, like not like you, like you drive past one maybe, you know, <laughs> and then it's not, and you probably pass that most days, and you kind of growl or something. Or, uh, exactly, it's you, not dear to me. <laughs> I won't say you spit, like, but I'll just say you growl or something like that. But uh, yeah, no, look, Annie, look, yeah, he is, he's so right. Yeah. Um, Dermot McCabe asked Yaya Torre or Frank Lampard. 
Um, yeah, yeah, Jura. No, no, Frank Lampard. Yeah. Mm. Ah, Frank Lampard was a great player, Mickey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I just I like that, like two absolutely brilliant players, but I just thought the length of time Lampard did it in the Premiership. I know Yaya Toro would come in. He was kind of just at his peak and early past his peak. Okay. okay. Yeah, well, he was he probably was at City for, what, four or five years, you could say. But Lampard was at Chelsea and, and then West Ham before that for 15, probably, 16 years. Yeah, and then finished probably, off at City, didn't he? Yeah, we probably saw more of uh, Frank, so we did. Yeah, true. well, true, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good question, though. Um the next one is from Dahi Finnegan, and he said the redevelopment of Park Halton. I've heard that they've spent four million already. On what? Um, on <laughs> well, well, I, I actually have heard that too, but I don't know. I, I actually I racked my brain as well thinking about what they possibly could have spent it on, but I couldn't come up with anything. But well, yeah, like, I'm sure like architects. And this, yeah, this yeah, all the kind of stuff like behind and, the scenes. Yeah, yeah and, and then the planning and all that, like that has to be, well, no, the planning would have been done before. Well, maybe that's part of the whole uh, amount of money that's the four million that's been spent. Um, and they've probably been, yeah, there's, there's probably, look, you that's in the construction business, Davey, like, you know, could you not find out where four million would go or if it would be easy to spend four million? Look, I just can't wait to see it being done. Yeah, likewise, and I think COVID probably put put uh, put a stop to it, you know, in, in its tracks, really. Um, and I know the plans were good, and it, it's going to depend on kind of what they can get in terms of grants and money from different sources and everything like that. But yeah, I think the sooner the better, particularly even just the first phase. Like, I actually don't think it's that bad. I just think the stand is obviously you know, the one thing that we need to get a proper stand up there. And um, once we have that, I wouldn't be too bothered about the rest of it. I think the terrace is absolutely fine as it is. It's a great spot to watch a game on a, on a sunny yeah, afternoon. But are they not, are they not starting on the terrace first? Because they have to build new dressing rooms. Yeah. So, I, th- I think that initially that was the, that was the plan. Um, because obviously they could still host games there and, you know, have dressing rooms and stuff as well. Um, but but I to be honest with you, I wouldn't say we, we should probably check in with John or maybe Seamus Kenny again because yeah. I'm sure things have probably moved a good bit since we've last spoken to them about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's something uh, we will do. We'll we'll get on that. We'll get on that, and we'll we'll find out what's happening and maybe get a, a podcast with uh, the one only Seamus or uh, uh, or John. We'll, we'll get one in the month. Brendan Byrne asked, "How would the tree?" 2020 club football championship winners have fared in the Leinster series? Um, like, I think that, I think that, like, Beliver would have been, like, they're a very, very strong junior club. Um, so I think that they could have fared well. I think Ballinabracky could have fared well as well. And Ratholt, Probably a semi-final, I think, of a Leinster club championship. Um, it all would have depended on who was available and, and who wasn't and uh, whatever. But I think that Ballinabracky would have, like that time of the year, um, would suit them. And they're probably not going to like me for saying this, but like the, this, it would have suited their their type of football. Uh, and that sounds terrible, and so it does. But like those lads are tough and, you know, they love a bit of rough and tumble. And they love that type of the year, time of the year where the ground softens a bit. 
Um, and I think I think that they could have done well as well in intermediate. I actually think they all would have fared quite well. I think Ratoto would have fared much better than they did last year because they would have been used to it and they would have experienced it before. And that defeat, I think, at Lone, wasn't it, last year in, in Mullingar? Um, they would have learned an awful lot from it. And I think on the set, on the back of, say, this year or last year, I think they would have uh, made a much better fist of it. Um, I agree with you with uh, with Balnebracki. They can mix it in, in difficult enough um, conditions, but also their knowledge of the teams around them probably would have been fairly spot on had yeah. they got an awfully Westmead or uh, Kildare team. You know, they would have really probably known their stuff on them, and that's not a that's not a, a dig at them in any way, shape, or form. And Beliver, look at Beliver actually have experience in in playing in the Leinster Championship from before. You know, they've won championships down through the years and stuff. Yeah. Um, but again, I think they're a really, really strong team in junior, like you were saying, Mickey, and they can go up. Like, look at Clannagale last year. I think a Leinster final, wasn't it? Yeah. And Mead's record, definitely in junior and intermediate in the last 10 years, has been excellent, really, on the main. You know, we've won a couple of championships and a couple of Leinsters. Um, St. Colum Kills, Curraha have all competed extremely well in intermediate. And junior, you know, as well, with the likes of Bechtov and Mead Hill have gone well, too. So, um a bit of a disappointment actually for them, you know, because I think there's that would have been a real novelty. Maybe for the likes of Beliver and Balnebracki, a lot of the players within those teams wouldn't have got the opportunity to play, you know, provincial football before. Yeah, yeah. The only thing is we knew going into our mm, club championship yeah. how late it was and all that, that it, there was going to be no uh, provincial, but purely hypothetical, hypothetically speaking, um, yeah, I, I think all would have fared well. And I, I think there like... The lowest uh, Ratoth would have fared would have been a semi-final in Leinster. Yeah. Um, last one is from the one and only PS Tapes. And uh, he was late with this one, actually. He got in touch at quarter past six and he said, is it too late for a question? And I said, go on. Um, <laughs> what's your favourite Father Ted episode? Mine's the old grey whistle theft where Father Demo steals the whistle. What's yours, Mick? Yeah, like uh, I love that the old grey whistle theft is. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but there used to be a show on BBC called the Old Grey Whistle Test, and um, uh, it was basically a music program, uh, an unbelievable program, well before uh, Top of the Pops and all that. So that was a, a play on words for that. One. I suppose the one that sticks out for me always will be the like the milk, the uh, the mustard, uh, yeah. Pa- the milk, the milk float, um, yeah. Pat Mustard, and then uh, with uh, what's his name? Um, uh, you'd love, you'd love to see a load of yeah, Brendan Grace, Brendan Grace. Like I, yeah. I mean, that Father one, Stack, Father Stack with the with the ghetto blaster on his shoulder. Yeah, look, they're all. I've got. I would you believe I've got the the box set of Father Ted twice. I have it twice. So I do. I, I there, there was one limited edition that came out. And another edition came out and I bought both of them. So I have them on DVDs, but I just, timeless. I would watch, watch it over and over again. You're a big fan as well, Davey. What is your favourite episode? Yeah, I, I, I go along with Mustard. I, I think that's a classic. Um, but I also like the one with the bishops, you know, when the bishops visit and um, <laughs> the three bishops and the cleric or the... The the the, the holy son of Clan Rickard has been upgraded yes. to a class too. And... Uh, just yeah, I think that's just a class one. And when something happens to them all, and you know, Father Ted turns around to Dougal at the end, and he says, "Jesus, I think that went well." And the coffin's <laughs> just after going out, your man is dead. Um, yeah, and look, look, they're all 
there's all and even the Christmas one, which we watch year after year, um, you know, in the laundry section. Um, yeah. they're all they all have their things even that one that, that, that PS is named as well you know the one with um, with the whistle is a great one um, and of course uh, Henry Sellers is a good one too Henry Sellers is unbelievable so it yeah. sacked me from the BBC yeah there was yeah. the one the, the, the one the other night I can't remember the name but it was the one where they were on the plane and oh yeah uh, yeah like that one is absolutely the sticky tape yeah Dicky tape and uh, the 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 where, where the priest turns around to the other priest and uh, the, he tells him you know he's he's been in love with him for all his life and the whole lot and you know they're celebrating because the plane is not going to crash and the two of them are just staring <laughs> staring into the abyss like there's just you could just go on and like ah oh, like the the fair you know uh, like, yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> The, the spider baby, spider baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. and even like there's so many subplots like the john and mary thing in yeah. it is it's just classic isn't it you know and um, the sheep the king of the sheep is another brilliant one as well yeah. um, who shot jr it was my money father i just didn't yeah and um, uh, like there's just it's just it's time the, the novelist polly as well that's another great one too <laughs> <laughs> we uh, could do it. We we actually should do a Davey, podcast on Father. Baby, how's your bra? <laughs> <laughs> Make them feel as comfortable as you can, Mickey. <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of this week's episode of the We Are Meat podcast. And we are meat. Why it matters more. That was my feature.